Hi everyone, welcome to episode two of The Sunny Spot. I am your host, Ashley Ruark with Sunshine and Bow, and I am very excited for my conversation today with my friend, Megan Allen. Megan is a clay jewelry maker, small business owner, and she actually wrote a book called Handmade Clay Jewelry, A Beginner's Guide to Creating Stunning Polymer Earrings, Necklaces, and More. So you can find that on Amazon or wherever you like to purchase your books. I will also link it in our letter, which is a good time to remind you that this podcast has a complimentary letter and you can subscribe to both or just the podcast or just the letter. Make sure you listen all the way to the end of this podcast for a fun lightning round. Okay, hi, this is present day Ashley coming in to tell you about a little snafu that happened with my first podcast, which of course it did. Um, we had some technical difficulties, so I had to actually re-record my section of the entire podcast. So if it seems a little disjointed, it is, and I apologize for that. But I wanted you to have the best audio possible, and this was the best way to do that. So going forward, don't worry, now I know what button to click, but uh, just a little explanation there. Okay, back to the podcast. Here's my conversation with my friend, Megan Allen. Thank you so much for agreeing to be on my podcast. I'm so excited that you're my first guest. I love following you. I'm very thankful that I found you (laughs) on Instagram. And um, I really would love for you to tell us a little bit about yourself and your business. I know you just recently went through a rebrand. I got to work on that with you and that was really fun. So why don't you talk to us about how, what that looked like as well, and um, just kind of start from the beginning. Yes. Well, my name is Megan. I own a small business called The Ellery Co., formerly Clay and Bloom. So like you said, I went through a little bit of a rebrand um, earlier this year, but I started my business in 2019, just a few months before the world shut down. I had never heard the word COVID before, but got really into making clay jewelry. I had an Etsy shop and just trying to make extra money, extra cash. We had some bills that were piling up and I was like, I, I need to make some money and I'm crafty. I'll just try this out. It quickly took off. And then three to four months later, we found ourselves in lockdown and, you know, everyone's online shopping, everyone's at home, we're bored. So I had all the time in the world to keep making this jewelry and keep selling it and posting it on Instagram. And you might know, I feel like those were kind of the golden days of Instagram where you could post a photo and it would get hundreds and hundreds of likes in a short amount of time. Etsy, you know, at the time was was great for me too. It has kind of its own algorithm and and search engine. So people were finding me on there. I had a really supportive group of friends and family that were showing up for all my collections, all my new releases and spreading the word. It, it really was, it's rare to have that kind of start. And I fully acknowledge that and I'm so grateful for it. But yeah, once we got to probably mid to late 2020, I had left my part-time job that I was doing and I was full-time small business owner, full-time jewelry maker. And it's changed a lot since there, you know, starting kind of right before, before the pandemic, it feels like such a different world for small business owners. So I've definitely been through a lot of pivoting and changes, went through a rebrand earlier this year. But yeah, my business, I feel like is totally different than it was when I first started. I've really had, I feel like I've had to start over several times and kind of change the way I was doing things several times. Okay. Yeah. I want to talk about that leap from 
part-time job doing a creative job to I'm going to go full-time creative. What did that look like for you specifically? Um, Was it I'm getting enough consistent orders or I'm making this amount of money? Kind of walk us through that process. Yeah, so I was doing, um, it it was kind of between a part-time and full-time job. I was doing more than part-time hours, but it wasn't quite a full-time job. But I was doing content creation and customer service for another small business based in Austin, and that's where we were living at the time. And so those skills really translated for me into what I'm doing now. I I learned a lot, and that was a huge blessing to kind of have that background going into running a business full-time. And I got to watch really closely, the owner of that small business, I got to watch really closely how she did things and how she pivoted. And so I learned a lot from that, which was great. But yeah, it got to the point where I was making more doing my jewelry than I was with this business. And we were also moving back to Dallas at this time as well. You know, it was still kind of a scary time and we just wanted to go back to Dallas and and move closer to family. And so those factors combined, I just felt like now's the time to do it. I I could have kept doing that part-time job remote. Um, My boss at the time was willing to let me do that, but it just, it felt like it was time to just jump in. I was, I was making enough money to recover what I was making before it was, but it still felt really scary to know that now I'm in charge of paying myself. I'm responsible for, for the security and making the money that doesn't go away. Even if on paper, the numbers are there and you know, okay, I'm making enough, but now your, your brain is like, oh, I have a whole new responsibility of making sure that I maintain this and making sure that, um, you know, even when times get hard, that I can make this money and pay myself. It was definitely very much a leap of faith. And just like I said, it was a scary time overall during the pandemic. So I don't regret it. (laughs) I learned a lot. But yeah, the timing of everything was very scary, even though on paper, I knew I can do this. It didn't necessarily quiet that fear for sure. Was running your own business something that you always wanted to do? Yeah, I it, I don't know that I would have ever vocalized it, but looking back, I had so many, you know, I'm using quotes, businesses growing up. I was always doing lemonade stands and dog walking, pet sitting. My neighbor growing up, she and I were always doing, like, her name was Tiffany, so, and my name is Megan, so we would do, like, TNM coasters, TNM dog houses, and we would like make cardboard dog houses. I don't know. We just did so many silly things with this like young entrepreneurial spirit. And then once I, you know, came into adulthood and TNM had <laughs> passed, I did a lot of things. I was an interior stylist, so I would decorate people's homes. I had an event at Pottery Barn one time, and I was sure that that was going to be my thing, was doing interior decorating, and I was making pillowcases and reselling vintage decor and furniture, and it just never really took off. I I was enjoying it, but I wasn't getting much traction. So I kind of set that down. But Clay and Bloom, now the Ellery Co., I felt like was the first thing that really clicked. And I was like, oh, this is going to work. Maybe I do actually want to do this with my life as a career. It had always kind of been a hobby thing, a side hustle. Like if I made money from it, great. But it, it wasn't for that purpose. I just, I liked, I, I definitely have always had that kind of entrepreneurial spirit. But yeah, I'm doing something that I never thought I would full time as a career. But I think that's always been in me for sure. <laughs> I think that rings true for many of us when we got together with our cousins or our friends and we put on shows like make everyone suffer through a 20 minute long dance routine to whatever song was popular at the time. Yes. 
yeah, we, we did the dances, we did the shows, uh, and we liked to make a little bit of money on the side with our, our, our baked goods and dog houses. <laughs> oh, that is so cute. We all just had the same experiences, didn't we? That's awesome. So with the Ellery Code now, what has been some challenges that you've come up against or some unmet expectations? I feel like that's something that we really should talk more about with small business owners. You know, we, we see the wins and we see the losses, but what are just some of the pivots? You know, what are some things that you're like, mm, I didn't really see things going this way, but I'm not going to just quit. So I'm going to pivot. I'm going to change what I'm doing. So what are some of those obstacles you had to overcome, especially with your business and to get it to where it is today? Yeah, well, so like I was saying, I I know that my start and how quickly things took off is rare. I was really fortunate in that it was a time where online shopping was so huge and I was really thriving off of online sales. I did not do my first in-person event until late 2021. Yeah, people would would message me and or just in person would be like, "Do you ever do pop-ups or markets?" and I was like, "No, I mean, I just I didn't really have the need to." But once we kind of normalcy was starting to trickle back into our lives, I realized, "Oh, okay, it's e-commerce is not the same anymore. Marketing is changing so quickly." I realized I wasn't going to be able to thrive on those online sales as much as I was before. So just getting out there and doing in-person events, markets, pop-ups, um, partnerships with different stores, that was a huge jump for me. Um, even socially, I'm just not super extroverted. And I, if I could just you know, get by with online sales all the time, that's what I would do. But it has been a very good stretching and growing experience to get out there and meet people, interact, um, especially after so long just working at home by myself, you know, my husband and I in our little office, like, it's a healthy thing to get out there and interact with people. So that was a big pivot, a second bedroom slash office uh, where I take up about 75% of it with, you know, all my inventory and shipping and making. And then he has one little desk with a computer and uh, this headset that I'm currently borrowing. <laughs> oh, you and your husband share an office at home. So you're both at home, huh? Is his very tidy and <laughs> you have the whole thing, huh? Yeah. His, his station is very, very tidy and mine is very not. Um, but yeah, anyway, that was definitely a first big pivot. And then just kind of growing into my aesthetic and what I really wanted to convey as far as just the style, the vibes, all the things. Um, I was kind of growing out of what I was currently doing in Clam Bloom. So it was mainly clay earrings was my main thing. And I realized I, I really want to be just a boutique of accessories, a variety of jewelry, um, sunglasses, hats, bags, I wanted to kind of broaden that spectrum of what I was offering and kind of hone in on the style more. Um, and that's kind of how the, El the Ellery Co. rebrand came about, which you are a tremendous help in. Oh, thank you. That's so kind. It was so fun to do. It was so fun. I, I knew I wanted to work with you right away and you made the process so exciting and so fun and really helped me hone in on what I like, what, what is the, the vibe, the aesthetic that I want to convey, the feeling that I want to convey 
um, with my business. And so you designed my logo and my gorgeous color palette and just um, so many things that kind of gave me a runway to just take off with. Um, that was, it really was, it was so fun. And um, you made the experience not at all stressful and it just exciting. It was an exciting process. Um, and I'll admit that the rebrand launch did not go as well as I wanted. Um, just as far as the new products and the, the name change, you know, there's so much anticipation built around that, that you expect, you hope for kind of an explosive launch from there. And I just remember sitting at my phone, watching my sales and was like, is something wrong? Like, is my website down? You know, you're like going through the checklist of like, no, I, I made this go live and I set this alarm and da 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 da. Um, but it was kind of a a wake up call of like, okay, this is gonna take time. Um, it's just not the same environment that it was back when I started, where you could just post something and it could just go almost viral. You know, um. It was a slower start. I'm, I'm happy to say now that things are definitely getting more momentum and traction, but launching that rebrand um, was a slow start. It took people a while to catch on and understand what I was doing and to really sell that. Not, not, I don't mean in a, like a gross way, but just let people know, like, this is me now. This is my business now. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, it, ju it just takes a while. And I think maybe I had set some unrealistic expectations in my in my mind for that. But it was another opportunity to pivot and to um, just make sure I, I was setting realistic expectations and still doing what was true to me. Um, but yeah, I, it's, it's definitely getting better. I feel like the momentum and the traction is there. But it was a risk. You know, a lot of people were like, questioning, why, why are you changing your name? Why are you changing your aesthetic, you know, trying to understand, like, you've built this platform, you've built this business, why would you make these changes? Um, but I had to kind of honor where my heart was going and where my style had evolved and changed and where my, my goals and my dreams had evolved and changed. So I don't regret it at all. I'm so thankful that I did it. And it, my business has never felt more true to me than it does right now. Oh, thank you for sharing that. And it's so good that you actually said something about this rebrand not exactly being what you expected, right? So, you know, like how I said before, you don't just stop, right? You you pivot and um, you weren't even just changing the name of your, your business. You were changing some of the ways you put out product, right? Um, you were doing some different collections. Is that what it was? I think that's... Um, really important to talk about too is that sometimes with a rebrand you're not just changing the name and that it just doesn't feel right it's because your your business is moving in a different direction you you want to do something different and so the name or the vibe and the aesthetic don't fit anymore so um what you know what kind of did that look like and um you had you had uh, done something different right with your collections yeah, I, I've kind of allowed room for more flexibility in it. In a perfect world, my vision and my goal, one of them at least when I did the rebrand was like, I would love to do seasonal collection, a really big collection for every season, spring, summer, fall, winter, 
just have a massive collection of earrings, hair accessories, necklaces, bracelets, all the things, and maybe do a few little collections here and there, but mainly do kind of a spring, summer, fall, winter capsule. And I quickly realized that was not going to work. That was not going to be sustainable. It was not going to bring in the sales that I needed as quickly as I needed them. And I was talking to my best friend about it, actually, and I was like, you know, I'm just kind of right now just making what I like. I'm just making these random but elaborate earrings and necklaces and stuff and just I'm just going to throw them out there and it doesn't really line up with how I wanted to do things. You know, I want to do these seasonal capsule collections and just make those like the main thing. But, you know, I'm having fun learning these new techniques with clay and making these fun earrings and people want them. So I'll just sell them. What you're creating still looks and feels like you and, and your business. But people want that. It's okay to change your mind. And so I, it's so much a mental thing because you, you build so much anticipation around this new change, around this exciting new thing you're doing. And then when it doesn't really go as planned, you have a hard time pivoting and moving forward, not so much because of your ability or or anything like that. It's just, it's all perception. You're worried about, well, what will other people think? What will um, it convey about my business if I make a change like this? But you realize like so many people follow your business because of a, a personal connection they've made with you as a person. And if you can get excited about that change, they will follow you. Um, it may take time, but I had to get past my mental block of seasonal capsule collection. And I had to realize, you know, so many of my customers, they have a personal connection with me. I'm in my DMs with them. I'm interacting with them in the comments. They just want what I'm putting out as long as it feels true to me and as long as I'm excited about it. So I had to just, with each pivot, I feel like that's the common theme is I had to get there mentally and then people would follow me there through that change. And I had to stop worrying so much about how it would be perceived, you know, on the Instagram grid or, or from a professional standpoint, you know, how does it look if I'm just constantly making these changes to my business? I had to kind of step out of that. What will people think? And just fully invest in it myself, get excited about it for myself. And then my people would follow me and they have. I'm so grateful for this, this loyal and incredibly supportive group. I've got probably a couple hundred customers that I I could recognize their names and maybe an even smaller group of like 100 or maybe 50 that show up so consistently. I could DM them if I wanted to. I'm so, so grateful for that. And I think as long as you, the business owner, can get excited about something, you can bring people along with you. So along those lines, then, how do you find sunshine in your life when it's not easy and when things aren't just sailing around? What is your sunny spot? How do you find that? What do you do? Because all of our businesses have challenges, right? And small businesses have their own set of challenges. And then each of our small businesses have our own set of challenges and us personally and all that stuff, it all compounds. So what do you do um, to find that sunny spot? That's hard. And, and I think really anyone who is working from home and kind of doing these mundane tasks, that, that's a struggle for sure. Um, it can get tiresome. I, it can result in burnout just kind of sitting down and making the same thing or restocking the same thing or trying to come up with a new collection. Um, but it really only takes one little thing to inspire like a whole new collection. Um it, it doesn't take much, you, and it comes from all different places. I could be out on a walk or listening to a podcast or something, and I just I might hear something that sparks a new idea, and it, it happens pretty organically, which I'm really grateful for. I, I remember sitting down with my grandpa, 
and uh, I had just shown him my website and he was like, how do you come up with all the ideas for these things? And I didn't really have like a specific answer because I don't have a formula. It just something clicks and takes one little thing for me to take off and do a whole collection around. Um, But when I feel kind of in a rut, I I love just the simple things, taking a walk, um, listening to podcasts, uh, working at home can be quiet and you start talking to yourself a lot and it can, you can feel a little crazy, but podcasts have been kind of a saving grace for me. I love Armchair Expert. I love The Toast. Um, And my husband will just hear me like laughing in the other room and he's like, you good? I'm like, oh yeah, they just said something real funny. Like I talk about them as if they're my friends or something, but yeah, it's just like that kind of, exactly. They're my coworkers. Like I can't help it. Um, but yeah, I think just finding simple joys that kind of get me through the monotony, um, which is, it kind of ties back in because simple joys was really what I felt like my business was giving people during the pandemic. I would get um, messages from people saying, you know, I got so many compliments on my Zoom call this morning for work on my earrings or, you know, these days are really dark. These times are really hard, but like putting on just jewelry and making myself, you know, feel a little more confident, put together, like this is getting me through the day. This is giving me joy for the day. Um, and as you know, cheesy as it sounds, I really think accessories have that power just to bring a little bit of joy to your day. And that's kind of my tagline with the Ellery Co. is accessories to bring you joy. And I really think so much of, of getting through the day, getting through hard times is finding those simple joys, things that just bring a smile to your face, make you feel a little bit better about yourself in that moment. I think that's so important. And that's a theme that I've, I've definitely carried into my work life as well is finding those simple joys, whether it be a podcast or a walk by the lake or in our downtown area, um, just something that will spark creativity, something that will get me out of the monotony. Those simple joys are really, really important to me. So what's some advice that you would give people who are trying to make that leap from part-time to full-time in their creative business or someone who wants to just start their creative business? What would you say to them? I don't know that I would have been able to make any of the leaps that I have without the support that I that I have. I have an incredibly supportive husband that has cheered me on every step of the way, has never made me feel pressure to make a certain amount of money. And I understand, like, we we all have bills. We all have, like, real financial needs. So, like, you do have to be practical. I'm not going to be the person that's like, just do it. No matter what, just do it. You know, those responsibilities. Use wisdom for sure. But also surround yourself with people that will cheer you on and give you feedback and bounce ideas off of you. If you don't have that, look for them. Shoot me a message. (laughs) Like, you know, you really need people in your life that will give you honest feedback and just bounce ideas off of you and be more objective. Someone that's not so buried in it, but that knows you well enough to poke and ask questions and really get your mind and your, your gears turning and maybe in ways that they weren't before. But as far as like once you're in your business, once you're doing the thing, but you need that kind of mental push to pivot, my best advice is just like honor 
the direction that your heart is going and that you're feeling pulled toward. Don't look at what everyone else is doing. It's okay to draw that inspiration. And if something's doing something that sparks something in you, totally run with that. But if what you're doing feels like, oh, no one else is doing this or most people do it this way, like I'm just not sure how that's going to be perceived, you really do have to honor where your heart is being pulled toward. Because if you don't, like we said, you're going to hit that burnout. You're going to hit that just kind of monotony of like, oh, I feel like I'm just doing the same thing over and over. And sometimes that's just part of work. Like you can still, you can be doing what you love, but still have parts of your job that drain you. That's just life. That's just work and having a job. (laughs) It's just part of it. But I think just honoring where your heart is and, and where you're being pulled toward and running with that no matter how it might look to people, no matter what everyone else is doing, because that's how you keep that fire for your... Is that the same advice that you would have given yourself when you started? I would, yeah. And I just, I would also say like, hey, those people in your life that are telling you you can do it and that you're great and that your ideas are good and that this could work, like believe them. There have been so many times where my husband has believed in me way more than I've believed in myself and and my sister. They're my first like uh, business proposal, you know, like they're the first people that are hearing these ideas kind of fleshed out and like they're honest with me. Um, My my sister and my mom are also uh, good sounding boards for me, my best friend. I have these kind of core people that I go to. Um, Actually, even right now, I had kind of a, a crazy idea to do maybe later this year for my business. And I bounced it off these people and they all were like, yeah, you totally should do it. Um, You can follow along more for when I uh, share that eventually. But yeah, just having people in your life that will say, yeah, that's a great idea. And people that will also say like, okay, let's think about that a little bit. Like, let's flesh that out. That will be honest, but their heart is to be your cheerleader. Their heart is to see you succeed. So that means honesty and that means cheering you on at the same time. That's so good. That's such good advice. Uh, Speaking of being your cheerleader, I want to talk about that you have a book. You wrote a book. It's amazing. (laughs) Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you. Well, yes, of course. It's amazing. You wrote a book. You know enough about something to write the book. And then you did write the book. The book is published. The book is available where all books are sold. (laughs) It's called Handmade Clay Jewelry, A Beginner's Guide to Creating Stunning Polymer Earrings, Necklaces, and More. That is just so, so cool. So tell us about it. Thank you so much. That is so sweet. Yes, that book came out a year ago this month, actually, and you can purchase it anywhere online that books are sold, whether that be Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Target, Walmart. It's all there. Yeah, it's handmade clay jewelry. That was really fun to work on. I actually love writing and have always wanted to write a book. Never thought it would be about clay jewelry, (laughs) but I'm so grateful that I had the opportunity to do that. It's definitely one of my proudest accomplishments as a, as a business owner, for sure. Megan, that's so awesome. Thank you so much for coming on this podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Tell all of our friends where they can find you. Yes. So my Instagram handle is the Ellery Co. So the and then E L L O R Y Co. And that's where I post most of my new stuff. And that's kind of where I do a lot of my marketing as on Instagram, the ever changing, ever frustrating Instagram. <laughs> but that's what we've got for now. So I'm on Instagram and my website is theelleryco.com. 
I ship worldwide anywhere that you are. I can send you earrings. Got a lot of events coming up local. If you're in DFW, Dallas-Fort Worth, uh, we have a lot of markets and pop-ups coming up this summer. So I always post about those on Instagram, but those are great because it's just fun to be able to touch and it's, it's hard to order jewelry online, you know, but it's, it's always fun to see people pick up my earrings and be like, whoa, these are so lightweight. Like I did not expect that. And so it's, it's really fun to get to meet people that will follow me on Instagram, but they come out to an event just to, to shop in person. It's, it's been so fun to meet people from Instagram and be, I post a lot of our events that we have coming up on Instagram as well. So be sure to check that out. Ah, wasn't that so good, guys? I loved hearing about another small business, especially going through a rebrand and what that looked like for her. Make sure you check Megan out at The Ellery Co. on Instagram and her website, theellerico.com. And be sure to check out her book, Handmade Clay Jewelry, A Beginner's Guide to Creating Stunning Polymer Earrings, Necklaces, and More. You can find that online anywhere books are sold. Thank you for hanging out with me on this episode of The Sunny Spot. I hope it brought a little bit of sunshine to your day. If you want to say hi or chat about what we talked about, you can find me on Instagram or you can send me an email. All that information is on my website at sunshinebow.com. Thanks again for listening, and I can't wait to hang out with you again on the next episode of The Sunny Spot. Okay, we're going to do our lightning round questions. You ready? Go to coffee order. Uh, lavender latte with regular whole milk. Just, just give it all to me. <laughs> Anytime a coffee shop has lavender latte on the menu, I'm going to order it. That's just kind of my go-to. You happen to find yourself at McDonald's. What are you getting? Uh, large fry and large Coke. I don't do soda really ever, but if I do, it's going to be a large Coke from McDonald's. If you could wear one color only one for the rest of your life. What is it? Black. It looks good on everyone. I actually just did one of those color analysis things online and it was very fitting. It was all like deep, warm tones, um, rusts, oranges, mustard, but on the bottom, it shows you colors not really ideal for like your skin tone, hair, eye color, all the things. And black was on there. And I was like, I don't know if I received that. I think that <laughs> that that's just not accurate.